me that you went home and swiped a ball that was signed by Babe Ruth, and you brought it out here and actually played with it and actually played with it? Yeah! Are you one of those people that has to know how much the Babe Ruth ball is actually worth? I was going to bring it back, but it was signed by Babe Ruth! Yeah, you keep telling me that. Who is she? We'll keep it right here, because today is your lucky day. The Sultan of Clouds. King of Crap. The Colossus of Clouds. The Colossus of Clouds. It's time for Sports Collecting with Tom Morgan, sponsored by ERC Delivery and Huggins and Scott Auctions. The Great Bambino! Hey, hey, happy Saturday morning. (laughs) I'm Tom Morgan with Vince Clemeni of ERC Delivery, Bill Huggins of Huggins and Scott Auctions, and our producer, Tyler Aki. We are on every Saturday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. Central Time. Talking about the very hot sports collectibles market, some of the prices we'll be giving you today of items that end in the ended Thursday night in the Huggins and Scott auction. Talk about some things people bring in to show me at T Crown in Naperville, and other things that t- people tweet to my attention. T Crown Tom is my Twitter ID. If you have a picture of something you want us to talk about on the show that you think is pretty cool, let me know. And uh, Bill Huggins, have you recuperated from the auction <laughs> Thursday night? Yeah, that was that was something. I mean, I think we were up till about 2.30 in the morning. I bet, um, yes. Yeah, a lot of late, good good Thursday night bidding yeah. on some things. Sounds yeah, like it some was. There, there were some guys who just didn't want to go to bed, you know. So. <laughs> yeah. How about Jordan rookies, that PSA 9... 1986 yeah. Fleer Jordan rookie ended at forty four thousand dollars. Wow! Yeah, you know, you know who was? I, I mean, happy isn't a, a strong enough word. <laughs> you know who was ecstatic about the auction? Uh, the gentleman who brought in the old St. Louis Browns jacket and then showed me that autograph book. Yeah. Oh my gosh! He sent a message. He he wow. was ecstatic. The that St. Louis Browns jacket went for $5,200. Wow. And, wow, and nice. then the, the Nile Kinnick, I think, by itself went for 6200 And I think his whole, with different pages taken out and then the rest of the yeah. book, it was something like $9,800 for the whole thing. And I think he just kind of brought it in to show me thinking i don't know if this is worth anything but it's pretty cool that's where auctions are awesome because you don't have to worry about somebody lowballing you you just get what the market is and that nile kinnick autograph was it was that was sharp absolutely yeah so any other highlights bill that things that you were surprised at how well they did well gosh it's hard to put a i i was just amazed at how many bid by how many different bidders we had how many people participated in the auction it was just that's great it, two two new records for sure you know yeah so bill you have what what do you have 30,000 plus uh, uh bidders in one fashion or the other throughout a year or two uh, I, I i'm not sure exactly what the count is somewhere in that neighborhood and you oh. know they don't all play in every auction but sure. uh as far as the ones who played in this one it was Gosh, the, the the total number of bids, I forgot what Matt told me, but it was, you know, tens of thousands, you know. Amazing. That's wonderful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that really is good. That that 
Another Jordan Bulls item that did well, that 1984-85 star basketball Bulls sealed team bag that has the Jordan 101 card in it, $40,000 that went for. Wow. It's just amazing how hot Jordan stuff is. The George basketball stuff is hot. George Mike and PSA 7, 1948 Bowman rookie, went for $27,000. I mean, a, a few years ago, that was nowhere near that. The, the really good, the Hall of Fame big-name players, their rookies, are just on fire. It's yeah. really yep. something else. Yep. So, hey, here, Bill, here's something for you. I got a tweet this morning. I'm going to tell you that I told him a price that was between four. Well, I'm just going to say there was a $300 separation in what I told him. He had a 500 home run ball signed by members of the 500 home run club only, but it didn't have mantle. It had Ted Williams and Aaron. It didn't have maze. I think it had a total of seven. And I gave him a rough estimate with a variance from X to X of $300. Let's see what you would think about it. And based on nice condition. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm guessing you probably told him four to 700. Or... Yeah, that, that's, exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what I told him. I think that, don't you think that's pretty accurate? I mean, it'd be probably without mantle and maze. Still right. very good, but it, but I think that's probably what we're looking at. If I, I'll tell you what, if I had that ball with only seven signatures on it, I would, I would almost consider going around and trying to add some of the still living five hundred members. To yeah, it. why not? I mean, yep. as long as they're yep. five hundred home run club guys, yeah. why not get them on there? Yeah. Now, would you even put on the steroid guys because they did have over five hundred or, or the suspected? Oh, sure. Why not? I would too. I would. Yeah, uh, I think know. in the long yeah. run that helps that ball. I really do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that was kind of interesting. People tweet uh, tweet a lot of things to my attention. This was uh, something kind of cool. <laughs> well, about a, a month ago. I guess it was early in uh, March. Well, Ken stopped by to show me some of his old cards. He also had a first edition comic book guide from 1970 and a hobby card collector's catalog priceless number one. So the first editions of both of those for prices for comic books, I didn't even realize they had pricing on cards as the, the, card one was january 1st 1963 i didn't oh, really? realize wow. these, that that basically a market was starting up at that point i really didn't think at that time there was i tweeted a picture of those and then chris actually came in to show me some stuff he had some really nice stuff but i tweeted this one around march 1st he had a 1949 bowman jackie robinson card which obviously bill that's a uh, really cool card, but it's still in a holder he made in shop class in 1977. <laughs> really? And it's like a, 
It's one of those kind of like those big heavy screw down ones, but he had different yeah. things to hold it together. It had like two slabs like on a it. screw in every corner, you know, one yeah, of those. Yeah, but it had like a fancy look on, on the screws. It was pretty cool. And and, cool. and he did it and he brought his stuff in. He goes, I was just gonna have it like in a thing, but he goes, he he was a he's a listener. And he goes, I knew you'd like something like this. He had it in it almost like a lunch box, a Charlie Brown oh, really? Christmas box sure. with those sure. characters on it. And when you <laughs> pushed a button in the front top it would light up in a tune plate <laughs> now Phil, oh, that would cool. probably be good in your that's kitchen cool. wouldn't it the, the Charlie there Brown you go Christmas. yes <laughs> yeah. uh, do you still have all the old lunch boxes around the the kitchen i'm looking at them right now are you really all right do you have a Any particular favorite bill do you have a favorite bill of your lunch boxes oh. Probably either the Jetsons or Hogan's Heroes. Oh, those are good cool. ones. I, I always loved it. How about the the Jetsons with things that are actually like with the wrist phones that you could talk yep, to people yep, and see them yep, and stuff? Yep. They were they were ahead of their time with some of their ideas. That and yeah. Maxwell Smart. You know, this is kind of like A shoe the, phone. Yeah. What did what did Maxwell's the oh, this is almost like the cone of silence here, Vince. With yeah, well, you me in this whole, room yes, and yes. you over there, we we can see <laughs> each other. But, <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> the cone of silence and tea crowd. That was yep. a funny show. Yep. I'd like to absolutely. see some rebroadcasts of that with uh, absolutely Don Adams and Barbara yep. Felden. Were on. Absolutely, Agent Ninety Nine. Yeah, and the Chief. Remember the Chief? Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> what actor played him? William Platt or something? Platt. I don't. Platt? I don't know. Uh, I don't know yeah. who that was. Yeah. Well, yeah, now that so. we okay, <laughs> we we tend to go off on a, on a little sidetracks here. Tangents, the number, if you have something you want to call the show, three one two three three two three seven seven six. We can tell you what things have ended at recently. Maybe what they might do. We're not investment counselors, but we're collectors who like to see what prices sell for and try to give you an estimate, even if you if you put it in a a uh, Huggins and Scott auction, what it might sell for. Boy, those uh, uh, Don was happy with what his stuff did, and he still has all those the Babe Ruths and the uh, Lou Gehrig in in coming up in the summer auction. Did you have any idea how many items actually are were getting graded for him, Bill? Or probably not off the top of your head. Yeah, probably. I know it was all the. There was three, I think, Gowdy Roofs and a couple of Gehrigs, and then there were like four of the 35 Gowdy Roofs. Yeah, we had double. So, so all of those are amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, that's going to be fun to watch. We still don't know the exact date of the summer auction, though, until you kind of – It's going to start late June and end in early July. That's what you think. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah that, that's good. That'll be good. What, what is your, have you heard anything about the national is the national, are they waiting to see how many people get vaccinated by like April or May or. Well, the, the key thing that they're waiting for is for the, I think it's Cook County. Isn't that where the, the, the show is in. in that yeah, might Rosemont, be DuPage. Say, is Rosemont Rose, Cook? Rosemont's Cook County. Yep. Okay. Cook County. They're waiting for the Cook County to re- to up the amount of people uh, that can gather in a certain place. 
Yeah. Right now, I think it's 250 people. Yeah. <laughs> That's one aisle at the show. It's like, you know. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't work. But they are, they are. Things are really going in the right direction. They're, they're all of a sudden you can tell they're starting yes. to loosen things up. And I mean, the the way they're talking, like by the Fourth of July, uh, it should be the herd immunity should be good. So absolutely, it would be after that. But I wonder the organizers of the national. I wonder how soon they need to know before they can still get everything done. I mean, because. Yeah, Nancy and I actually get our today at one thirty. Nancy and I get oh. our second shot. Nice. Oh, great. Very awesome. good. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't That's gotten awesome. my my wife got them because she's a nurse. She got them a couple months ago, but I haven't gotten any yet. I figure sometime in the next month I'll probably be in line to get them. And probably you too, Vince. Huh? Yeah, just know. waiting for an email. I just have to hold out a little longer. I'm kind of feeling like Leon Lett as he's about to score that touchdown. And <laughs> yeah. He gets it from behind and he fumbles right at the goal line when he's about to yeah. score a touchdown. So he's got to wait yeah. a little bit longer. Uh, so. <laughs> you know, here's somebody that uh, just tweeted a bunch mm. of Pokemon cards. He wants to know, uh, it's been almost two decades since he picked up a Beckett. Beckett really isn't where you want to look stuff up. You want to look up on some of the Pokemons, the exact type card you have. Look him up. Uh, his name is Powers Magoo. Mr. Magoo was a good one, too. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, look up sold, item, <laughs> sold items on eBay. Or even some of those cards are... Uh, big enough that auction houses will have them. You guys don't do much with Pokemon singles yourself at Huggins, though. You do the unopened boxes, but not so much with the singles, do you, Bill? Oh, I think that's coming. Is it? Okay. Oh, yeah. Some of the yeah. cool. higher-end cards, the Charizards and the Blastoises. And <laughs> if we get those, you get those in nines and tens, they're, they're going to get into enough money to where it's going to be worthwhile doing it for sure. Yeah. I, you know, I always compare them not to like sports cards. I compare Pokemon cards to comic books where it's such, it, it's yeah. definite value. And, and I mean, it's, it's could have very long-term value. I like it, but I don't, when people compare it to sports cards to me, you don't. Yeah. I, that's Did you ever sell any at your store? Do you have any at the store throughout Singles? the years? The Pokemon? Oh, I always get the packs, the packs when I stuff. can. As a oh. matter of fact, I think next Friday there's a new batch of stuff coming in. Oh, really? Yeah, cool. whenever I can get it, I get it. I've got guys, I mean, that, that love it, kids too. Yep. And it's so Absolutely. hard to get any packs for kids. At least that's yep. something. I've that's tried, nice I just about... got in some more. Uh, speaking of packs, Vince, you got a pack sitting around there, don't you? Yeah, I, I, can, <laughs> you, can you guys all hear the rapper? Yes, we can. <laughs> I'm surprised it hasn't been ripped yet, but yes, we I've been can hear staring it. at it this whole time. Yeah, okay, wait, wait now. <laughs> okay, let's see now. Let's do some other items that ended. Here's a 1973 Topps baseball unopened fourth series 24 pack wax box bbce wrapped seventy one hundred dollars that's another thing that's incredibly hot is the unopened material that has good stuff in it absolutely incredibly hot even single packs of some of these things they get graded and and they're big money so if you have any sealed boxes of things that 
let's say you have a sealed box and you see that there's a rookie in it that sells for thousands and when it's graded, chances are your box is also going to sell for a lot of money. Because the more money you can get out of the boxes, the more money the boxes basically go for. And that would never happen that? to me. That would never happen no, to me. No, you will yeah, never I, have I an unopened I will open pack or pack. box. Maybe there's a <laughs> pack sure. like under your, your driver's seat or something. that's <laughs> sitting there for two years. Could be, yes. You know, some that of that, if be. you had a 2018 basketball pack, what a um, great rookie class in Luca. Well, speaking yes. of that, now I sent in some of those cards to CSG. They had, now this helped because this was their, and I'm not trying to sell people on this at all. Make your own choices. Yeah. I decided to do it to try it because I like their background of grading comic books, magazines, sure. coins, stamps. They've been grading forever, and I like how they have their setup. Here's another thing that I really like. I think I'm getting a batch of 20-some in today or Monday, but they have the pictures on their website of the front and the back of the graded cards. Oh, so okay. the first ones that yeah. sold, I already know exactly what they look like, what the grades right. are, and it's up there then. So let's say I decide to sell one on eBay. Well, people know if they'll look that number up on the site and they'll see the front and back of the card and they can see nobody messed with it. That's oh, the that's card. Cool. I, I yeah. like that a lot. Absolutely. Have yep. Have you guys thought of that, Bill? Of of using them if somebody wants to use them, or are you still in the want to watch process? I think it's more in the let's see how they are received by the hobby. Is you know. Well, here's here's something that I was talking about that the LeBron 2003 Topps Chrome Rookie Refractor CSG 9.5, and it had the designation. First card graded by CSG ended on eBay ninety eight thousand one hundred dollars. So that ended. <laughs> that's a good. I'd say they're being yeah. received pretty well. So yes. that went for more than what the BGS nine fives, more than a PSA nine, but not near as much as PSA tens. Right. But they do. You could still get a PSA ten from CSG or a perfect ten. So they wow. have higher levels of that, too. So I don't know. I, I think I'm going to like it. I haven't gotten them in my hands yet. I'll have one on display here so people can see it. I'm not trying to sell people on it. I'm kind of excited about it because it's coming back fast, yeah. and it was a reasonable price, and it looks like you, they know what they're doing. You should tweet, so it, tweet some pictures when you get them in. Tweet some yeah, pictures I will. so people can see them. Yeah, I will. So now we're coming up to a, our first break. After the break, we'll be joined by... Nancy Huggins and John Drummond for this week's episode of Which Ended Higher. John Drummond's got a little story for us on uh, <laughs> one of the items that sold in the auction. He's got some background on that, so that's good. So the number here is 312-332-3776. Give us a call if you have an item you think might be valuable. But we're coming right after the break. We'll be doing the Which Ended Higher, so hang in there and we'll be right back. Now back to Sports Collecting with Tom Morgan. Sponsored by ERCDelivery.com and Huggins and Scott Auctions on ESPN 1000 and ESPNChicago.com. Welcome back. I'm Tom Morgan with Vince Clemente of ERC Delivery, Bill Huggins of Huggins and Scott Auctions. And we're joined now by Nancy Huggins and John Drummond for this week's episode of which ended higher welcome to the show 
And John Drummond, are you there? Right, president accounted for. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir, sir, yes, sir. And now, what's your story this week, John? I, I think I've, you've got a good one. Well, as a matter of fact, on the show last week, somebody called in and talked about the number of blacks in the NFL, like Kenny Washington, when they started to get in. But I may, may make what, two quick sidebars before I do that. Number one, you mentioned the St. Louis Browns. Do you know in Chicago in the late 60s and 70s, anyway, on Grand Avenue, there was a tavern down there, and that's where the St. Louis Browns fans club would meet periodically. <laughs> I don't think, I think they've disappeared from the scene now, but anyway, they, it was, they had a fan club at one time. And the other point I got, we talked about the uh, Senior Al Lopez last week, it didn't, uh, and the apparently that didn't light up according to Tom. The switchboard like Christmas trees by any means at all. So uh, I went up. I probably glossed over one little point that when uh, the, the, the Sox clinched the pennant in '59 in Cleveland. Commissioner Bob Quinn of the fire department turned on the alarms, and people thought we had air raid sirens going off all over. <laughs> and that never happened again. So remember, in 59, it may not, a long time ago, 40 or 40 years more than that now, and there was a time when uh, there was more excitement than there was when the Sox, when the teams won later on, like the Bears in 85 or the Cubs in 84. Oh, so yeah. bear, bear that in mind. Now, what we were talking about the other day, I was looking at a football magazine, and lo and behold, it was a picture of the Hollywood Bears. That's correct, the Hollywood Bears of the Pacific Coast league. This was 1945. They were the champions that year in that league, a minor league, but they had some good talent. On that team were a number of blacks, including Woody Strode as an end, and above all, Kenny Washington, that great running back. But until that time, the National Football League was not using any blacks other than the pioneer parts when they first started back in the 20s. But that soon ended with the Fritz Pollard of those guys. So, so there was a boycott of any blacks until after the war. Cleveland moved its franchise to Los Angeles, and that's when Dan Reeves, the owner, started to pick up some blacks. And it was Kenny Washington and Woody Strode that started with that team. And across the continent, then, in another league, the All-American Conference, as it was called then, but a very good conference it was, uh, the Cleveland Browns under Paul Brown had Marion Motley. They had uh, Horace Gillum and a great guard by the name of Bill Willis. And Motley, by the way, was an outstanding running back. So that broke the ice. That broke the barrier. And from that point on, of course, the number of African-Americans who were playing in the National Football League continued to grow every year. Uh, the fact that they, until 1958, the only team that did not have any blacks, and I remember this, was George Preston Marshall's Washington Redskins. Mm. And then they got uh, Bobby Mitchell from Illinois to become the first black, and that meant Every team in the National Football League at that point had a African-American on their squad. Here's a trivia question I don't know the answer to. When, who was the first black to play for the Bears? And I think it's Bobby Watkins of Ohio State. But I don't know. That's just my guess. And maybe some of our viewers, our listeners, or you folks might remember who that was. But that's who I think it was. Yeah, I, I don't know. So this would have been – It was, they had a – basically they they didn't allow – Black players to play in the league for like thirteen years or something. The owner. It was a, a gentleman's it. agreement. That's correct. No, uh, yeah. no matter how talented he was, if he was black, some was gentleman, no huh? I mean, Pardon? when you Jeez. think about it. some gentleman, when you think about it, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but now here's Kenny Washington. He he had a uh, on that cut signature. He put UCLA. Wasn't he in the same backfield too with Jackie Robinson for a while at UCLA? That's why they pay you big money, Tom, because of the fact you're right. Jackie Robinson, believe it or not, was a very good football. He was a yeah. running back with the Bruins, but he opted to go into baseball. Also on that team was Woody Strode, uh, who also played at UCLA. And by the way, yeah. that may not ring a bell, but movie-wise it might. He was a star in a movie called Sergeant Rutledge. 
Uh, it was pretty big. It was a good Western picture, and he was in, in, incorrectly charged with rape or something like that. That was the thrust. Woody of that. Strode was or? Woody Strode, S T R O D E. Oh, yeah. And also, I think he Absolutely. was. I don't go in for Sand and Sandals movies. Maybe you guys do, but uh, he was a Gladiators <laughs> movies. I think he. I think he was in Spartacus. I'm not sure with with Kirk Douglas. on that one. In fact, uh, according to Wikipedia, Eddie Macon was the first black uh, um, player for the Chicago Bears. Who was that again? What? Was it what? Eddie, Eddie, Macon. Eddie, Eddie Macon. Eddie Macon from College of Pacific. Okay, I did. That must have been. And then he must have played around fifty-two or three. Then because Watkins was there fifty-two. Yep. Fifty-two. Yep. Yeah, I remember. I didn't realize Macon played with the Bears at that time. Oh, so Eddie Macon is a guy, not Watkins. Very yep. good. All right. Drafted in the second round of the fifty-two draft by the Chicago Bears. That Kenny Washington cut signature that he had UCLA. That wasn't anywhere near as bold as the Nile Kinnick. It went for something like four hundred dollars, though, which on its own, no, that's not very bad nice. at all. Yep. So. Well, okay, Kenny well, Washington, the first really in the NFL to really become a star because he was, I think he led the uh, Rams in rushing one year after the oh. war, and he was a big running back for a while. But then the Rams got guys like Deacon Dan Towler and uh, Paul uh, Tank Younger, and they, a lot of black players soon joined the team, and they had that powerhouse in the early 50s. Well, John, why don't you pick a number one through five, and that's the item that we won't use in which ended higher. All right, that's fair enough. Last time I had to lead the four, I had the uh, – I was the guinea pig at the start, I recall, to the battery. So one, one, number three. Number three, that is a Ty Cobb T206, 1909 to 11, T206, red portrait, white border, PSA 3, and the bid was 5300 was the high bid oh, on nice. that item. Now, that's, this is in, these are items that just ended. Thursday. So this is some recent stuff. We've got some new material now. Cool. Okay. <laughs> so now let's see the the leaderboard. Nancy and Vince have one. Tyler's hanging in with zero. And Big Bad John has a negative <laughs> one, so you're going to lead us off again, John, okay? Oh, oh no. That's, 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 that's torture. All right. <laughs> okay. First item, Hank Aaron, 1954 Tops rookie card number 128, Ooh. PSA 5. Second item, we I don't think we've talked about him very often throughout the show. Oscar Robertson, 1961-62 Fleer Rookie card number 36, PSA 6.5. Next item, Sandy Koufax, 1955 Topps rookie card number 123, PSA 6. And the next item, 1939 Playball Ted Williams rookie number 92 graded PSA 3. So the grades, the Aaron rookie, PSA 5, Oscar 6.5, Koufax 6, and Ted Williams a 3. So what's your guess? Which ended higher in the Thursday night? Well, since I uh, grew up in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, where Hank uh, Aaron got his uh, start in organized baseball, I got to go with hammering Hank, even though I may strike out of the plate again, but I'm going to take Aaron. Against <laughs> okay. You're taking a big swing. Okay. Right. Next, Tyler, trying to get on the board here, Tyler. I'm going to join John. I'm also going to go with the Hank Aaron as well. Oh, look at Tyler risking a negative going with Did you hear John goes, good man, Tyler. <laughs> okay, Nancy is next. Yes, I'm going to go with the uh, play ball, Ted Williams. 
Play ball Ted Williams. And that leaves Vince Clemente. So if I'm the third person to take an item, do I minus two if they're wrong or just minus yes. one? Minus two. Um, see, that's going out on a huge limb, but I want to go with John and Tyler on the Aaron. But um, <laughs> you know what? When you think you're right, you're right. So I'm going to go with the Hank Aaron. Okay, so you're out on, on a, on, I, I'm on a, a cartoon. If it was a cartoon, <laughs> the limb would be very small, and you jumped on it, and the entire limb broke. <laughs> no oh. one got the best item. Oh, I was trying to give hints. Oscar know, Robertson was the yeah. best item. Oh, 6.5, 61 Fleer, $6,200. Okay, so the Playball Ted Williams, PSA 3, 4,900. The Sandy Koufax, PSA 6, 4,600. And the Hank Aaron, 5,900. So it was close, but no cigar. <laughs> what was the hint you were given that Oscar Robinson, we haven't really I talked said about him? The was highest, the <laughs> we never talked about him, and it was the highest graded of all of them. Oh, yeah. man. That's, there's not a lot of those 61 Fleer basketball cards around either. Those are yeah, those would be really tough. That's a a good lot card. of those were off-center, yeah. yeah. And all he, good cards here. I, I mean, he had, a, I think, a couple seasons he averaged a triple-double. So he was he was really good. I don't think Nancy's happy over there. Is that? Do I hear grumbling <laughs> from Nancy in the background there? <laughs> we know John's not happy. No, I'm not of no. Oh, and I'm in a huge hole. <laughs> oh, oh you're really? The, the big O, Oscar Robertson. Okay. So now this changes completely. Listen to what this does. Tied for first are Nancy and Tyler at zero. <laughs> and then. No, Nancy has one, doesn't she? She had one she going did, into the week. But she didn't she say that. She doesn't the lose Aaron? one. No, she went with No, that was me. Oh, okay. So Tyler yeah. went to minus one. I thought Nancy so, yeah, did Nancy, that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. No, Nancy said Williams. Ted Williams. So Nancy I got your back, leads Nancy. with I got your one. Back. <laughs> Nancy leads with one, and everybody else is negative one. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, oh. oh. Well, Vince is negative two. No, John, John's negative two. No, John didn't lose because he was the first one, so he didn't yep. lose a point. The only guys that lose a point, Tyler, because he matched up, so he lost one, and then Vince jumped on the limb, and, and he lost two because he was two, the second was guy one, to yeah. pick this. So I'm minus one. Oh. So it's <laughs> minus one plus one for Nancy and minus one for everybody else. This is a complicated scoring, but I've got it well under control. <laughs> but there's always next year. I'm a Cub fan. There's always next week, so I'm coming back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, Thanks. Tom, I don't think we've had anybody pick a winner yet. No, we had uh, Vince and Nancy both did pick a winner. Oh, but did they? Okay. Yeah, yeah last they, week. Yep. Yeah, so Nancy still has Because I one. knew the one week it was the tennis guy and nobody Yeah, him. nobody had that one. It, it's, it's a tough season, I'll tell you. We're going to have listeners throwing eggs at the door, John, if <laughs> <laughs> they're not getting these right. But <laughs> All right, Nancy and John, thanks for joining us. 
Hopefully you'll be back next week to join us again. Yeah, walk They're the like, plank again. It. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Slamming right. down the phones going, we're not playing that stupid game anymore. There you go. All right, Tom. We'll see you later, guys. All right. Thanks Take for joining us. Okay. Oh, now oh. I feel bad. But not that bad. I love his stories, though. I just love yeah. his stories. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh. let's see. We've got some other tweets here now. Dennis tweeted, White Sox Club of Champions Hawthorne Melody pins. It looks like uh, those a, a whole set of those ended on eBay for like $75, Dennis. So they're not, not real big money, but they, they, they look cool. Some of the pins that are cool pins don't do that well. Have you, is there anything in particular, Bill Huggins, that jumps out that's, that's a pin that's a really valuable, like collectible? Well, some of those uh, earlier pins from the, that were made by some of these odd-issued companies, there were some bread companies that did them in the early 1900s and stuff like that. Those can bring some really good money. Okay. Yeah. Well, but, very good. I definitely you like you. You don't see as do much better. money. Go ahead. No, you do better. You do better with player names than just generic teams. Yeah. Right. Well, these, the Hawthorne melody did have players on them, but you know, the white Sox, a lot of that stuff doesn't have huge value. That's one thing. If you are a White Sox fan, you can get some really cool stuff for not that much money if you want to build your collection because you never know what's going to happen yep. and take off in yep. the future, especially if this White Sox team now, oh, the talent they that they have, the arms and things, if they take off, that might make some of their older collectibles take off too. Might be a good Absolutely. time to buy some White Sox for you White Sox fans out there. So we're on till 8 o'clock now. The number here is 312 332-3776. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Now back to Sports Collecting with Tom Morgan. Sponsored by ERCDelivery.com and Huggins and Scott Auctions on ESPN 1000 and ESPNChicago.com. Welcome back. I'm Tom Morgan with Vince Clemente of ERC Delivery, Bill Huggins of Huggins and Scott Auctions, and our producer, Tyler Aki, we're on till late talking about collectibles. You can call 312-332-3776 or tweet a picture of an item. Here's a, here's a neat one. These are hot. Dan B. tweeted me uh, two Durant rookies, including the black background tops rookie card number 112. PSA ten. Those are selling like Ooh. eight nine thousand now. Wow, eight, very 9, nice. Thousand for very a PSA nice. ten. The regular nice. tops rookie cards of the big name current big stars and the Hall of Famers in basketball. Right. I mean, uh, just Crazy. really good money on that stuff. That's so, great. Bill, if anybody ever comes, you know, contacts you, and they're like, "Well, we I have some of the good Durant rookie stuff." It's it's big time if it's graded and it's high grade, so don't be afraid to take that stuff in. <laughs> oh, and, and you either for sure, yeah, yeah. He's one of the hot guys that Durant yeah. his stuff for a big guy. He's got a sweet shot from the outside. I couldn't believe how smooth his shot. He is, is very smooth. Oh, yeah. yeah, and he's he's thin, but he's tough. He's not yep. uh, he's not soft. So. Nope. 
that they've and a lot of people think that I I personally don't know if they're going to be able to win in the East, but a lot depends now. The trade deadline's coming up, and speaking of that, next Saturday, uh, Sam Smith is is probably going to join us in this last oh, segment to talk awesome. some about uh, the pre-trade deadline, some of the things that maybe have happened or could happen, and some of the good young players in the NCAA tourney that might be drafted high that you can keep an eye on. So Sam yeah, Smith cool. should be joining awesome. us in, in the this last segment next Saturday. That should be fun. He's he's great to have on when he comes on. So, okay, some other things here. Let's see what had what sold in the Huggins auction. Things that ended on Thursday night. That uh, 1934 R309-1 Gaudi Premiums Babe Ruth with the easel back. It had creasing in it, which hurt it a bit. But this was the same picture as one of his 1933 Gaudi cards. That went for $1,500. The Nile Kinnick, that was actually 6300 That was the high wow. bid on that. That Very was nice. awesome. Uh, I had a, a listener brought in a 1980-81 Topps basketball complete 176-card set. That's the one that has the Bird Magic rookie card where the, the oh, actual sure. rookie card is considered the one with Dr. J's in with them. But there's also other bird and magic cards in that set. And this was a nice set. Started a little slow. Ended up $5,300 for that set. Were you surprised nice. at that, Bill, at how well that did? Yeah. That, I mean, I don't think, was the bird magic graded in that one or no? No, they. I think they called it maybe near mint with a fleck in the bottom right or something. But right. but it was, they were, it was a, a very attractive nice condition set and now there's more people getting some of those other bird and magic cards graded also because it's just anything rookie year of the big names it's just absolutely it's just hot absolutely Um, what a great time for basketball when they both came into the nba together after championship game in, in ncaa i think didn't johnson beat bird in the championship game Yes, he the did. Year before, so yeah. actually, one of my Great friends time. tweeted me. He he went to grad school at DePaul during that time. Mm-hmm. George, he tweeted me. Uh, he had pictures of. He saved his final four ticket and semifinal ticket, so he oh, was at those cool. games. And he awesome. had a great picture of him with Ray Meyer after the one game. I don't, oh, really? I, don't, oh, I okay. guess he must have known him pretty well. So that was pretty cool. But those tickets in good shape those are good collectibles too if you have tickets to big games like that neat stuff so now also there was a lot of 58 cards in low to mid grade from 1933 to 36 it did have guys like the garinger and pie trainer um 22 1935 gaudy four and one cards were mixed in $3,200 for those. That, nice. that was good too. Very strong. There, there's not much that isn't doing well. If And and the high grade stuff is just crazy. So let's see here. We've got uh, Hey Tyler, are these from that thing where, they're, where they listen online? No, these are the callers. Oh, these are callers. Okay, so we have 
Lester from Michigan City's on the right. Hey, Lester, <laughs> thanks for calling. What do you have? Um, hi, good morning to everyone. Uh, hi. I have a Flair 1991 All-Star Team Michael Jordan card, and I was wondering, is it worth anything? It's worth something. That's more one of his more much more common cards. They made a lot of basketball in the probably some of the 89s, but mainly 90, 91, 92. They made a lot. There are still people getting even that card graded, though, if it looks absolutely perfect. But it's still only a couple of bucks if it's not graded, Lester. It's uh, oh. Oh. But right now, there's nothing of Jordan that you would say, ah, you don't want to keep that. No. It, it's still a good collectible, Any anything of him. I have a bunch of his 96 Tops cards. This card right here. <laughs> oh, and nice. This card graded is selling for a lot and ungraded. I think they're 15, 20 bucks. There. Is that the card you like that has him on the background where you just see his face and his determination? The, the year card? before this one, the 95 Tops, which I found one and I sent it in. I think that's in my second batch coming from CSG. The That's intensity the one where he's got the picture. of his yes. face on the yes. back of the card. Yes. But yeah. this is a really good one. This is the one that has the Kobe rookie, the Iverson oh, nice. rookie, Ray Allen, Nash. A lot of good rookies in, in that sure. set. So that's good stuff. And, okay, next caller. Thanks for the call, Lester. Next we have on the line Chase from Aurora. You're welcome right. to the show, Chase. Lurch <laughs> welcomes Hi. you Aurora. in. Aurora. <laughs> Hi, yes. Hi. What do you what have? What I have is a uh, football Signed by the 69 Chicago Bears, the entire team, Buckus Sears, uh, Buffon, uh, Brian Piccolo, Jack Ooh. and Cannon. And basically, it's not a game-used ball, but it's in beautiful shape. Uh, it was given to my father by Doug Buffon. They were friends. Wow, and that's cool. I, I still ha- I still have it to this day. I was just kind of wondering what, what it's Actually, worth. the key to that is that you it's have Piccolo. Brian Piccolo yep. on there. That was his final year i think where he played a couple games and then was diagnosed with cancer and so the fact that he's on that ball i think that makes it that might put it maybe a thousand or more bill don't you think because piccolo's on there well i think especially if it's nice and clean and displayable and you've got oh 30 plus signatures on it i think you may be looking at Two to three thousand, at least. Yeah, that's that's a good ball, and it and it's great that that uh, that Piccolo's on there. What what a what a good movie that yeah. was too. You know, yeah, if you absolutely. go back and look at that yep. movie, there were guys. I think Doug Buffon was in that movie, and and yep. Abe Gibran. I remember being. Yeah, on I was there. just going to say Abe Gibran. I think yep. Jack yep. and Cannon, maybe. <laughs> I forget who was on there, sure. but that that I'd like to see that one again. I think that would yeah. hold up pretty well probably. Absolutely. I think it With, still does. Yeah. So, yeah, if you thought you wanted to auction that one, Bill, you'd be happy to take that one, right? If you ever decided oh, Chase wanted I, I, to sell it. I think it. that would be that would be a great item, yeah. Yeah. Especially nowadays, for sure. Yeah. Very good, Chase. Thanks for the call. All right. So, let's see some other items that we have here. Okay. Uh some items that came in for the summer Huggins and Scott auction where Bill was saying it looks like it might be starting the end of June and end in early July. A nice group of Heartland statues, including a Dick Grote with a, a kind of a low-grade original box, but it had the original box. Did you happen to see that, Bill, that lot of 
of Heartlands that came in with that growth? Um, you already sent it. Yeah, it was about a week or so ago. You probably would have gotten. Oh, uh, I probably have not seen that yet. We yeah, it, it had. He had a Calavito in the lot. Uh, a musical Calavito and Banks had the tags. Aaron had the bat, and then many, uh, quite a few other Hall of Famers. Was I there Clemeni in there? Was there Clemeni? There, there was. Too? A, I'm pretty sure there was. It was cool. I yeah. No, Clemeni, Clemeni was in the set. No, that's what I was just thinking. Clemeni wasn't in there. That's gotcha. right. He was not there in was the a, yeah. Mantle was in there. There were some good Hall of Famers in there, uh, besides the ones I mentioned, though. Now, if would you run that as a whole lot, or do you think you maybe do the groat with the box by itself, or how would you think you would do that, Bill? It would all depend on what they look like and how complete they okay. are. You know, another um, if they're toned, a lot of times they you see the hardlands and they're either white or they're toned in like a cream color, you know. So. Yeah. I think his were kind of in the in the middle between the white and the cream. I, you know, I don't remember now, but they, they were pretty nice. The box was a little mashed, but it, it was a nice collection. There was also, this is a good card, a 1964 Mantle 64 Tops stand-up card. Those are, oh, yeah. and that one looked like Maybe it was in the six seven range. Would that be something that you'd probably would be worth get, getting graded? Oh, I think if you can get a six or a seven or better on that, yes. Yeah. So that got sent in uh, for as the long as it's summer. Not, as long as it's not punched out, you know. No, it looked like uh, if I remember right, it was it was solid, and and I think there was a little fleck at one of the corners that I remember, but it, it was pretty nice. And was then, that an course, insert we, into the set, Tom? Was that like that was a whole set? separate set all by oh, itself, the top stand-ups? But some of them are, I mean, they're relatively short printed. So, don't you think that set's done real real well recently, Bill? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, yeah, it's sort of a you know, not the most attractive set. It's blank back, no stats or anything like that. And, uh, but yeah, like, uh, well, Tom was saying this, it was a separate issue that was one of those mid sixties. I came out in 64 top did these test issues to see how well these new styles would be received. And I don't know if this didn't last for just one year. So, you know, yeah, but, but they're pretty good and they, they have a lot of collectors for them. And then, of course, there's yeah. the, I think it was a total of eight Babe Ruth cards with four of the 1935 four and ones. And I think he had all, weren't there a total of four 1933 Gaudis? I I think he had four different 1933 Gaudis in, in had, that collection. I want to say he had three of the Ruths and at least one of the Garrett. No. Oh. Yeah, if okay, if somewhere in that range, it was might have been four Ruths and a Garrick. I think there was only one Garrick. So yeah, but anyway, those are going to be real good to watch for. And there were four different thirty-five four or four of the same thirty-five four and ones. So those will all be graded for the summer auction. Oh yeah, and one one of the uh, guys came in. He had a real nice Michael Jordan insert 
the 1997-98 Metal Universe Titanium insert card. That's a that's nice card. That's one of those. Those, those yeah, harder-to-get Jordan yes. inserts are incredibly hot, too. And then it looks like there's going to be lots and lots of comic books again. You had uh, <laughs> Cool. I didn't realize how hot, Bill, that those Archie comic books are. You had a lot of, it must have been over 250 Archie comic books from probably 50s and 60s that had that got 79 bids on that group did yeah. you happen to notice that that was good but so i've been contacted by some people that have some really good comic books so we'll have to see if, if they come through with sun and a man if we do we'll mention them on the show For and uh, yeah now you know the item that had we've already mentioned it in the show which item do you think had the most bids of any Huggins and Scott auction, Vince. I'm sorry, pardon me? It was the Star Bulls sealed team bag set with the number 101 Michael Jordan. 91 bids. 91 wow. bids. That's strong. $40,000 that went for. That's very we're at strong. the end of another show now. We're on every Saturday from 7 to 8 a.m. Central Time. Talking about collectibles, you can check Bill Huggins, Huggins and Scott Auctions at their site, HugginsandScott.com. Vince, ERC Delivery, how do they yes. get in touch? 630-516-1199, On demand delivery, yes. 24-7. When tomorrow is too late. In the Chicago area. <laughs> and I'm Tom Morgan. I'm at Triple Crown in Naperville, 10 to 2, Monday through Saturday looking at things, trying to find things to sell. And then don't forget now the odds couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco follows. So hang in there and have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening.